Good evening. Welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sincata and Ricky Sand is bringing you the best in fantasy hoops information. Of course, the best in the world of daily fantasy as we get you all fired up for a big day, a big night in the NBA. And we don't have too many of these nights left. Ricky, 12 games on the NBA slate schedule for this Wednesday night. And we have no Ricky. He was here. I think he I think he uh disappeared. But uh those things happen to everybody, you know, every once in a while you get a guy that comes in, then he goes out and then he gets it done. So it's a big night in the NBA, of course. Uh tonight we're uh doing this podcast and it's about ten o'clock getting ready for the next day's uh situation involving uh, the Daily Roto podcast and I think I'm in decent position. I only I had to go to a school function tonight, so I got one lineup in the $25 tournament, and I'm in about a 5,000th place. And top 2,000 makes some money, and I've got four guys remaining that I'll be sweating out to the wee hours of the morning. I've got Clay Thompson left. I've got Blake Griffin left, and then of course I have uh, Clay Thompson, Blake Griffin. And, geez, who the heck else do I have? Oh, and then I have Matt Barnes and, of course, the guy that I need to come through, none other than Maurice Spites. We'll see what Maurice Spites is going to have on the table and what we can do to get him absolutely fired up and get me down the stretch run and absolutely nail some money tonight over at FanDuel. And we welcome back to the program Ricky Sanders. Ricky, what's going on? Can you hear me now? Oh, yes. I love Can I Hear You Now. Good, good. Yeah, I was on first. I was listening to everything you said, but apparently I was yelling into the phone with no avail. But here I am. I'm excited for the games tomorrow night. It's been a weird night in the NBA. Roy Hibbert just missed a three, a very important three down the stretch. So that's really all you need to say about tonight's slate. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I got four guys left as I was detailing, but one of those guys that I did play tonight was Roy Hibbert. And you know what? I, I didn't uh, I didn't get it done with Roy Hibbert as I went cheap on that one, and eh, you win some, you lose some. But the rest of the guys are putting up some big points. So if I can get this Clippers game tonight and Golden State to go off uh, like I expected to, we should be we should be okay. We should be able to cash some money tonight. How are you doing tonight? Well, if I would have stuck with my initial lineup, I would have been doing very well. You know, I had a bunch of Detroit Pistons initially. Um, along with you know some some of the backups for the Atlanta Hawks, Shelvin Mack, I decided I was going to play either way. But once the Hawks decided they were playing the starters, I put Millsap in there because I thought he was too cheap. And then you know if you watch their rotation tonight, the starters played the first half of quarters and sat the second half, and it was very frustrating. So it was it was really one of those I should have left alone and just you know subbed out the. The lesser players, I could have put in Chris Anderson for Mike Muscala, and little things like that that would have helped. But for me, it's not going to be a great night, I don't believe, unless Blake Griffin and Clay Thompson really, really go off tonight. You know, what's crazy is that I was I was thinking of uh, using Mac, the same as you, either way. And I changed it up at the last minute, and I, I went with George Hill and Reggie Jackson, both in the backcourt. And I even toyed with uh, Muscala, but then... I had to go down to Maurice Spice to get Matt Barnes in that lineup, so he was the guy uh, that I had to throw in there, and it could come back to haunt me 
Uh, but we'll see how that plays out and see how it, it works out. we got a special guest at the end of the show tonight. I think people are going to be filed up. It's going to be a guy jumping by. Last week we had the Iron Sheik interview. This might We might actually have gone one better this time. Awesome, awesome. I, now he, I can't wait because I certainly didn't get the memo here. No. Well, joining us in the last five minutes of the show tonight will be from ESPN.com. Skip Bayless will be joining us. There you go. How can you beat that, right? Are you a big Skip Bayless fan? I mean, I I enjoy listening to him. You know, he certainly, uh, you know, will say things that makes you feel things you never thought you would feel before. So I certainly, on that aspect, am entertained listening to him. Do I agree with his perspectives? You know, usually not, but I think that's kind of his thing. Well, here's the part I don't get. I don't get how people don't like Skip Bayless because I I know people in this industry that basically don't do their homework, don't have an opinion, and just wishy-wash everything. Skip has an informed opinion. He always has facts to back up his opinions. How can you not love the guy? Yeah, I I certainly love the guys that, you know, fire people up. I think it's a lot more fun. You know, when you're listening to the radio, you don't want to hear the guy just giving you stats, not giving you anything else. You know, you could fall asleep doing that. You know, you know, <laughs> you don't want you don't want someone that when you when your alarm goes off by your bed and it's talk radio that you stay sleeping. <laughs> Make sure you head over to dailyroto.com right now. You can get the lineup for this weekend's golf tournament. Remember, uh, DraftKings Million Dollar Tournament is going to be one week away after this week, so we've got to get ready and prepared for that. And, of course, if you're getting ready for Daily Fantasy Baseball, Pat Mayo and Drew Denkmeyer uh, will have a show right there on dailyroto.com, a one-hour presentation on how you get ready for the Daily Fantasy Baseball season. On Thursday on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, we'll have Mike Leone in studio, Drew Dinkmeyer uh, via the phone, and Nando DeFino and myself will talk only daily fantasy baseball from 10 to 11 on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, getting you ready uh, for the big season. In tonight's action, we had the Detroit Pistons, and they go at it again tomorrow night to take it on the Charlotte Hornets with a 196 total here. Charlotte's one of those teams, defensively, kind of neutral. Uh, for expected guys that we'd have to be looking at, uh, it doesn't look like anyone that we could see out. Now, Zella missed the last game for Charlotte, uh, but other than that, I expect everybody else to be in the lineup. Yeah, I think if you were watching the game tonight, Reggie Jackson was sick. He actually didn't come out at the beginning of the second half, and he left the game somewhat early. So there's a guy, you know, you want to keep a, a watch on his status for tomorrow. Uh, Dinwiddie left the game injured. So really, if Reggie Jackson continues to be sick, and this is something big, we could be looking at John Lucas as a starting point guard tomorrow night. So that would be interesting. Um, but Charlotte, not good against power forwards. As a punt tomorrow, you know, a guy who looked good to me tonight was Anthony Tolliver. He's not a guy you want to be starting every night. But, you know, Al Jefferson's tough. I don't know if I love Drummond with all the other center options tomorrow. I think Tolliver's a guy you could look at. And, you know, for Charlotte, you could look at Gerald Henderson, Mo Williams potentially, but there's there's not a lot to like in this game. I think if I were going to use anyone, it'd be either Tolliver or Caldwell Pope, you know, as kind of cheaper options. Yeah, Caldwell Pope uh, got off to a uh, slow start tonight, but finished with 25 uh, fantasy points. You know, it's crazy about the uh, Tolliver situation. The last time I used him, uh, he got 11 points in the first quarter, and he finished with 11 points. 
<laughs> that is always the risk with an Anthony Tolliver type. He's a big man who doesn't do much rebounding, and he's a jump shooter. And he's not a very great jump shooter. It's just the minutes are there right now without Greg Monroe. So watch him in the first quarter if you if you want. But you know, I wouldn't do much watching after that and just watch the scoreboard. Philadelphia, Washington go at it. 192 total here. Low total, but John Wall uh, looks like he'll have a shot at ish and take care of that. And, of course, uh, you look at the two guy with Bradley Beal, who hasn't been really big since coming back from these injuries. How do you feel in this game when it looks like an attractive matchup, uh, but, you know, Beal got a full slate of games, probably going to look elsewhere. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think Beal and Caldwell-Pope, you know, Beal will actually probably come with the the higher price tag. You know, Philadelphia over the last ten games, twentieth in efficiency against shooting guard. I just, I've loved Beal from a season long perspective, but he keeps going down with injury. And when he's been playing, he's really been underperforming. I think John Wall is someone you can look at, but the ten and a half point spread scares me a little bit. I think Washington could blow them out of the water, so I'm not really looking towards Beal. Maybe as a tournament option as a BB, but I don't think he's. Uh, He's a cash game at all. San Antonio Spurs have been struggling. They go back-to-back at Orlando, who has been the worst team in the NBA defensively over the last 10 games. They've been absolutely obliterated at point guard, the two-guard, and the power forward position. That being said, Tim Duncan was dealing with some hand injuries tonight. Tony Parkers looked good, and we never know who the two-guard for the Spurs is, and it's a back-to-back night, so be interesting to see, and this one's a 202 total. Yeah, and the Spurs in back-to-backs, you always think of Kawhi Leonard. He's having a nice night tonight, but on the back end of the back-to-backs, I never, never, never like to go with Tim Duncan, even though he's got just about the best matchup you can have tomorrow. I would definitely prefer to go with Leonard. I'd look at Tiago Splitter, who's been playing you know, bigger minutes recently, and uh, he's not having a great night tonight, but Orlando, not very stout against opposing centers. You know, obviously you'd prefer a power forward, but I'm not going to use Boris Diaw. I think that's too much of a shot for me. So if, I think if you're going with Spurs, it's Parker, it's Leonard, and then the secondary option would be Tiago Splitter. Tiago Splitter, absolutely getting it done. Of course, this is the DailyRoto.com, a podcast. And, of course, next week uh, we're going to be joined by Mike Leone and Drew Dinkmeyer during the week to get you ready for the Major League Baseball action. Of course, Monday you'll have the big podcast on the opening day, getting you ready to prepare in those games. So before you put your lineups together, make sure you join us. You can also hear us on the Fantasy Sports Network, 24 hours a day, seven days a week of fantasy sports coverage. And it's absolutely going to get bigger and better every single day. You get on Cablevision in the New York area. we get more and more affiliates joining each and every day. I'm absolutely knocking it out of the park. And it's a big thing now, 24 hours a day, seven days a week of fantasy sports. Can you imagine how big this thing's getting? I'm excited about it, that's for sure. I mean, I'm thinking about fantasy sports 24 hours a day, so... It's nice for me to just be able to turn it on, my mind and the TV to connect, and, uh, you know, you never got to think about other things. No, you haven't. Have you ever, uh, uh, by accident, called your girl Ish Smith? <laughs> I have not. I have not, you know, I've never been, I've never been inebriated to the point where I've accidentally called a, a different name total, but I think, you know, if I were to call her Ish Smith, that'd probably be, you know, in the tens of thousands down on the list of names that I would accidentally call her. 
And of course, we've got a big, uh, a big surprise for people tonight. Skip Bayless will be joining us about the 25-minute mark of this podcast. Skip Bayless from ESPN. We'll see if we can get him all riled up. 202 total in that game with San Antonio. How about from the Orlando side of things? Can you tax San Antonio from a defensive perspective? Yeah, I think uh, point-guarded big men are where you can attack San Antonio. The second half of the back-to-back, you know, they usually do not play their veterans as much, so it's not as much of a scary matchup. I think Vucevic could be a decent little tournament option because people will be scared of the San Antonio matchup. You know, their power forward, if they start Deadman, you could maybe look there as an absolute punt. You know, Channing Fry, I don't, I don't love it. But Alfred Payton and Vucevic, I think, are, are options you can look at. Payton's usage has been up recently. He's just been playing overall much better. I don't like going against their shooting guards, even though I love Victor Oladipo. I don't think it's his night. So I think Alfred Payton, but really Vucevic is the one you'd want to look at if you're if you're going that route in tourneys. Deadman's like the perfect name for a guy on your fantasy team, right? I mean, I think as far as team – are you a guy that does team names? Do you actually, like – Get creative on your team names? Uh, every once in a while, usually for football. But, I mean, there are guys in my league that have a different team name every day, every week, every you know, every especially in head-to-heads with the person they're playing. They'll change their team name to either mock them or just a player on the other person's team. But I just I don't have that kind of motivation. You know, I wish I did. But my creativity goes in other places. But, no, for football, usually I'll do – I'm trying to think of my uh, – my last few football teams, I can't off the top of my head, but that's usually where I save it for. What about you? I'm not a team name guy. Like, I, I hate the team names. Like, I, I get on people because I think it should have your name so we know who it is and we could talk about it. And if you're playing daily fantasy sports, I know it's too late for a lot of you, but you should never have used a crazy name in daily fantasy sports because some of you guys are pretty good and you can market yourselves, but if your name is third and schlong, there's only so far you can go with that, right? You can't go too far with that. Like the Wall Street Journal is not going to push you in third inch long. It's not going to happen. So you got to keep that into your consideration in mind. Now, the sites do not let you change your screen name. But if you have something like Grandma's Nipple, I would try to get an exemption one time and tell them you want to be, you want to be a meteor darling and you can't do it with Grandma's Nipple. Well, the other day in a tournament, I was right below someone with the username Turdman Turdman. <laughs> yeah, See, these are things you guys got to start thinking about. You're setting low expectations for yourself if you don't fix these screen names. So uh, let's go out and uh, change that up a little and see how that works out uh, for people. But the football team names, the only problem I have with people, like, give it up. Don't have a team name with Johnson. That is so unoriginal. It is so plain. It's so blah. I want to gag every time I see one. Yeah, I not on a I've Johnson ever... though. I want to clear it up. <laughs> not on a Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I, I think my team names uh, have been kind of play on words with either my friends' names along with a football player, but I don't think I've ever used Johnson. The only one I've ever used that's even close to Johnson is a team name with Ocho Cinco, but it was it was more focused on Ocho Cinco than on the Johnson. Indiana at Boston, 199 total in this one, 199. Now, uh, Boston has trouble covering bigs, but Roy Hibbert and West, not two guys that you can write home about saying, yeah, baby, I'm going to go on them and get some big upside. It just doesn't happen. No, I actually only find myself using one of their bigs if either David West or Roy Hibbert are out. I think that when either of them sit, Luis Scola usually makes for an excellent 
option and usually scores around 30 fantasy points. So if they're both healthy, I mean, David West really, what does he do? He's a consistent source of about 23 to 25 fantasy points. Uh, I just wouldn't use him, especially on a big slate. Either him or Hibbert, those wouldn't be options that I look at. In the next month, we're upgrading things over here at DailyRoto.com. As soon as you said Louis Scola, I would have went, bang, Louis, Louis, Louis song would have been playing in the back. It would have sounded great, but tonight, not going to happen. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> now, the Boston side of things, uh, you look at it, Marcus Smart, of course, uh, has Isaiah Thomas back in the picture. Uh, so he looks like he's going to be out the two guards have been offensively uh, can can get it to get away with it going against Rodney Stuckey, but Avery Bradley's a feast or famine guy. Yeah, and recently he's been ultra feast. I mean, he's been very good in the last week. I think Avery Bradley's probably going to be priced. You know, I haven't looked yet, but in the four to five thousand range, maybe slightly over five thousand. But he's been scoring a lot for them lately. He's I've actually been pretty surprised at how good he's looked. He gives you a few threes. He'll give you steals. He'll give you some rebounds. I think he's a player to consider against Indiana tomorrow. You know, if you're looking at that Boston team, Isaiah Thomas off the bench, a little bit frustrating that, you know, that's his role at this point. But I like him. But I think Avery Bradley's actually going to be the better cash option tomorrow of those guys just because he's been so good lately. And, you know, Indiana shooting guard is where you can where you can kind of get them. I don't have a total. Brooklyn and New York, nine-point favorites. Brooklyn played tonight. Robin Lopez has a gift matchup on a back-to-back against the New York Knickerbockers, uh, but I have the same problem here. This Knicks team is absolutely terrible. They're mailing it in to finish the season. Can Brook Lopez get enough quality minutes to uh, substantiate a 12-game slate? Yeah, I actually was just writing the article. I'm doing the picks article for tomorrow. Uh, the line I'm looking at, I use a site that's not that's a little unofficial, but it's only a six-and-a-half-point line for Brooklyn. You know, the Knicks have been absolutely dead last against the center over the last, uh, I believe it's 10 games. So Brooke Lopez could not ask for a better matchup. If it's going to be a close game, you know, Brooklyn has a bunch of you know, Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, aging players that kind of go in and out. And Lopez has been so hot lately. I mean, over his last eight games, the least he's scored is 31 fantasy points. So if you're putting him against the worst center defense, you know, you're going to get more than 31. He scored up to 69 fantasy points, which I don't expect tomorrow, but I think you could you can reasonably expect, you know, 40 to 45 fantasy points against the Knicks. I love Brook Lopez tomorrow. What do you do with Deron Williams? Had a nice game tonight. He's got bad ankles and he's overweight and he's going back-to-back games against no point guard. <sighs> I I can't use Darren Williams and, you know, a night of all point guards. I know he was good tonight. I was off him tonight. And I'll be off him tomorrow, and if I go down, you know, and he's the one that ends up having the big night, I'm okay with that. I just, he's not a guy who consistently plays big minutes. He's really a shot, and uh, there's other point guards around similar price that I think, you know, like the Alfred Paytons, uh, I just like a lot better. You listen to the DailyRoto.com podcast with Ricky Sanders, Tony Sincata, and we'll be having Skip Bayless of ESPN.com joining us. And it'll be an absolute monster podcast, of course, bringing to you live from the guys from DailyRoto.com. Make sure you check out the Fantasy Rundown and, and get that done. I'll tell you what, I, I was over at the forums today, and I saw a lot of nice uh, people commenting in the forums, but I've seen a couple uh, new sponsors to the uh to the forums over there. Things are starting to look pretty at DailyRoto.com. What uh, what sponsors are we looking at now? See, when I, this is how rookie, Ricky's still a, a rookie in the broadcasting business. 
When I don't tell you the name, that means I'm trying to look it up and I'm trying to stall for time. <laughs> you know what? Noted. I will never ask again. I will give you all the all the color commentary you can ask for. You know, I'll stop talking about my grandmother before I ask you that question again. <laughs> there you go. We took the covers off the program, folks. That's uh, one of the tricks of the trade there. It's when you mention something and you're trying to stall and you throw to the other guys so you can actually uh, look it up. A response is by FantasyAces.com. And, of course, uh, one of the ones that, you know what, I'm not even familiar with. So it's great to have them over here uh, because I am definitely going to check it out. Pro Draft League. Have you played over at Pro Draft League? I have not played over at Pro Draft League yet, but, you know, definitely appreciate the sponsorship. So in order, you know, because they're doing it, I'm going to give them a look. There we go. So we'll absolutely knock that out of the park. Tomorrow's program, I will have Victive.com on, slated to be on, and to talk about their changes in scoring for Daily Fantasy Baseball. That will be on tomorrow's podcast, so definitely stay tuned for that one. Make sure you check that out. Of course, they're going with uh, all pitcher formats, so you pick the team. So if you pick the Dodgers, you get Clayton Kershaw in the seventh inning, and then you get whoever comes in in the eighth, whoever comes in the ninth, and possibly the 10th, 11th, and 12th. So it'll be interesting. New format over there uh, for Victive.com, and we'll talk about that on Thursday's podcast. Chicago and Milwaukee going at it. Three-and-a-half point line here. Of course, Chicago, absolutely. We've pointed out time and time again, the point guard position is where they absolutely get crushed at. Yeah, but, I mean, Michael Carter-Williams is so scoring devoid that I I can't even go that route. You know, sometimes you play the matchup, but sometimes you got to know the skills. Michael Carter-Williams has had literally a historically bad season in terms of scoring, so I can't go that route. The ones that I like in this game, I actually like more of the Bulls in this one. You know, as bad as the Bulls are against point guards, Milwaukee's close against power forwards. With this game being so close, I could see using Pau Gasol, but really the better value for the past few weeks has been Nikola Mirotic, who's who's guaranteed minutes essentially off the bench. He's been playing a hell of a lot down the fourth quarter. You know, in the month of February, he scored the most fourth quarter points of any player. So I love Mirotic. I think he's scores 20 points, especially if it's going to be close. He'll play most of the fourth quarter, and he'll get a matchup against Ilya Silva, who's not very athletic, so you, so you got to like his chances. Yeah, one of the problems I have with using, like, Meritich is that I remember when he was, like, 3500 or 4000 Now his price has escalated. I feel like I'm getting robbed. Well, that always happens. It always happens with players as you're riding them along the hot streak, and then you look at them on a night, and they're 7500 and you go, oh, you know, I used to pay this for them, but sometimes the players, you know, now price that way because they're very good. You know, DeAndre Jordan for a while was underpriced. Hassan Whiteside was underpriced. They came up, and guess what? They're still worth using at that top price. So I think Miritich is one of those guys. I don't think you'll be getting robbed tomorrow, but I can't speak for the day after that or the day after that. You know what's crazy about that? I feel like my grandfather saying, I remember when gas was 30 cents a gallon. In today's rhetoric, it's I remember when Meritage was thirty five hundred dollars in daily fantasy. I'm not gonna pay six thousand. <laughs> That's a fair comparison. You know, I never thought of it that way, but I guess I'm getting old and crotchety. Let me ask you a question. I, can you play? I would play. I, I actually would consider. Now it's twelve game. It's twelve teams, so I might not do it, but I would definitely consider using Meritage and Gasol in this game. 
Yeah, I have no problem with that. If the Bulls are in a close game, those are, at least recently, I know Jimmy Butler just returned, but those have been their best offensive weapons. And, you know, they both play big minutes when the Bulls are in close games, and they're both they're probably their two top scorers. So I, I'm okay with doing team stacks, even if it's two of the best players. But I think the Bulls, if it's going to be close, it's going to be those two getting it done. Uh, guys, just uh, for you guys playing daily, uh, yearly leagues, yearly leagues, NFBC, I just selected at number 680 overall, Ian Stewart, who could be the third baseman for the Washington Nationals. I'm holding out hope. He hit 330 in spring training thus far. Uh, that was number 680 overall. Yeah, and Anthony Rendon is not only – I don't know if I've seen this before. He's He got a he – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He got a diagnosis from the team. He got a second opinion from James Andrews, and now he's going for a third opinion. I mean, how many opinions from great doctors do you need before you just accept it? I, I don't understand it. You know, Tony, how many opinions do you seek before you're finally okay with it? Ah, that's going to be crazy. I have no idea what's going on here. Like, I, it's so crazy. I have no idea what they're going to do. Like, is it a two out of three falls that wins this? It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Toronto <laughs> and Minnesota going at each other. Now, Kyle Lowry, again, questionable. Grievous Vasquez didn't play well. This Minnesota team's decimated. We saw 42 points for DeMar DeRozan in the last game. Uh, Val Vachunas should have a good game because it looks like all of Minnesota's front court will be out. Um, you look at this game, also a great game for Wiggins on the other side of things. Uh, could go with, with Zach Levine if you want to go here. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity here for cheap players based on matchups. Yeah, I like all those players. I mean, I, I like Jordan Hamilton. I like Levine. I like Wiggins. This is going to be a high-scoring game. You know, I'm looking at 208.5 on my projected sheet, which is tied for third highest of the night. We saw DeMar DeRozan go off the other night. He's coming off a hot game, and yet again, you know, you thought that matchup against Houston was good. Minnesota's even worse against small forward, which is where most of his minutes have been coming. You know, Lou Williams is an option off the bench. They're, you know, Minnesota just really isn't good defensively anywhere. So I think Hamilton, Wiggins, Levine, Williams, DeRozan, Valachunas, all legit options. Did you know Lou Williams goes out with two women? Yes, I did know that. That is, yeah. you know, he's living the dream. He really is. You see, I don't know about that because I have problems handling one. Like, I, I don't do that well with one. Like, how does he do two? Well, if they both the women accept to the fact and aren't giving him a hard time <laughs> over it, you know, that, that makes it a hell of a lot easier. I'm not suggesting that you go ask your wife, can we have an extra girlfriend? You know, I don't think that would work out well, but I think he found a situation that works. And good for him. So my parents told me no question is a stupid question. <laughs> well, may the force be with you if you want to go ask it. That's all I have to say. I'll get the popcorn ready. Dallas and Oklahoma City going at it. Uh, this is a game interesting. Russell Westbrook, of course, the big money. Every night we're going to decide what we're going to do here. Uh, Monta Ellis is questionable here. Uh, Rajon Rondo can't cover him, but they use the three guys, so they've been able to slow people down. I still think Westbrook is in play. I've given up, though, on using him uh, with these big salaries uh, here. And when I have a 12-game slate, I will find other options. Agree with you. I think Ennis Cantor is the play on Oklahoma City. He's going to be, obviously, significantly less money. Dirk Nowitzki is going to be the one covering him. Who's, his athletic days are behind him. As for Dallas, 
I'm waiting to see the news on Monte Ellis because I think it helps people like Chandler, Chandler Parsons and certainly Rajon Rondo. If Ellis plays, I may stay away from Dallas. All right. Then we got the Sacramento and Houston, and on the craziest story of the year, it looks like Demarcus Cousins won't play in road games. Uh, this game is in Houston, and another great match for James Harden uh, in this one. And depending on who's going to get the point guard call for the Houston Rockets, uh, I mean, is Jason Terry going to be the point guard in this one? How far have we gone down the point gown realm? They're going to have a nice matchup in this one. Uh, a big man in Sacramento, but there's none left that I think I could go with, would have a great game against this Houston team. And then Rudy Gay is out with a concussion in this one. Well, yeah, the part, the problem I'm struggling with is if Houston starts blowing them out because it's a double-digit spread, what is the rotation going to look like for Sacramento? You know, if if it was a close game, I do like Jason Thompson, who kind of has, you know, double-double type potential, but he doesn't give you much in terms of blocks or seals, kind of like maybe a Tristan Thompson type. Derek Williams' usage rate the other night in a blowout. You know, he was playing. He's actually the the guy that I really like from Sacramento tomorrow. Uh, his usage rate was about 30%, even though it was a really, really limited sample size. I like Ray McCallum going up against Jason Terry. But the question is, if the game is a blowout and Houston, you know, does blow them out, which is part of the reason I'm probably not going to use James Harden, what are either of their rotations going to look like? The only one I kind of feel good about playing in a close game or a blowout is Derek Williams, so he's the only one that I'm for sure using from this game. Denver and Utah, 194 total in this one. It's probably a game that I'm going to sit out. Derek Favors is questionable in this one. Utah's been one of the best defensive teams in the last uh, 10 games in the NBA. Denver's rotation hey, from night to night changes. Uh, they do have a shot. Uh, Trey Burke has been playing really well. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to sit out this game. Yeah, I don't know if I am. I think that if there is no Derek Favors, more usage goes through Der- goes through Gordon Hayward and goes through Burke. I think Hayward's definitely one of my main options tomorrow night if there is none because we're looking at a Denver team that's 25th in efficiency over the last 10 games against a small forward and they kind of struggled there all year. I like him better than I like Trey Burke even though you're going to have to pay up for him. You know, I think Gordon Hayward's going to have to lead the team in scoring in order for them to win, so I really like Hayward. All right, I'm going to have Ricky put his money where his mouth is right here, uh, this part of the show. You ready, Ricky? Who are you going to use? Very similar prices. Would you use Gordon Hayward or Kawhi Leonard tomorrow night? <sighs> Considering that Kawhi Leonard, you know, for the past 10 games has only really been playing around 30 minutes, and, you know, he's been playing, playing in between 30 and 31, I think if there's no favors, I would play Gordon Hayward. There you heard it right there. Ricky says Gordon Hayward over Kawhi Leonard in that one. I think they are by far uh, two of the better options in the game uh, tomorrow night. So we'll see how that one plays out if you're willing to pay uh, the price at that position. Clippers in Portland, 210 total in this one. Clippers are playing tonight. That game hasn't happened yet. So definitely check uh, the Daily Fantasy Rundown and make sure nobody was uh, decapitated or anything happened in this game. And we'll see how that one plays out. The Portland uh, situation here, a 210 total. And I look at this Portland team, and I think I have a hard time trying to dissect where I would go. The Clippers' weakness defensively is at the two-guard position, yet Aaron Aflalo has been absolutely terrible. Yeah, I think 
The only one that I really like here would be Nicholas Batum, but as we noted, small forward's kind of kind of solid tomorrow night, so it's going to be a hard time fitting him in unless you want to use him in the utility. I mean, we saw, I think, what did Lillard have, 18 rebounds the last game against the Clippers because he was just so off in terms of shooting, and really every time he's played against Chris Paul, Chris Paul has done an excellent job of shutting him down. So I think Damian Lillard, for me, is an auto-fade come tomorrow night. I think it's a tough matchup for Aldridge, too. I think it's one of those games that Batum's going to have to step up, have like a 16-5-5 and night. So from the Portland side, I'm as confused as you are. I know the points are going to come from somewhere. Lillard may score 20, but we'll talk about it with a 20% field goal percentage if he gets there. So Nicholas Batum is, is the best option that I can find on Portland. Alright, this is the game. New Orleans and Lakers. If Anthony Davis shows up by himself, he's going to put up 60 fantasy points tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> they're only a seven-point favorite, but the total's only 194. Uh, New Orleans slow in pace, but who the heck is going to stop this kid, Anthony Davis? He's big money now. I mean, he's up there with Harden. He's up there with Westbrook. He's big money, but I don't know how you don't play him. Yeah, I was actually just writing about him, and I was looking at the numbers. Davis averages 50 fantasy points against the Lakers, but that's with their old rotation. We could be looking at an Anthony Davis versus Ryan Kelly matchup, which is literally (laughs) one of the best players in the NBA versus the absolute worst. It could not be any more David versus Goliath. Even if, you know, I was speculating that Byron Scott could alter the rotation and maybe put Ed Davis in to guard him, you know, Ed Davis still has a defensive rating of about 107 for the season. So that's well below average. There's just, there's not anyone who's going to stop Davis. I don't care what the pace of the game is. I think he's the play tomorrow. How about Mr. Tyreek Evans uh, going to be in the lineup? Uh, Gordon, do you have an opportunity there? Uh, the Lakers situation, Jeremy Lin, of course, has played really well the two guys, but he did not play in the last contest. Clarkson put up a big number. The Lakers in this game have a few guys playing with some low salaries, but we have a low total on a game with a slight. Is there anyone else in this game that we could attack? Yeah, I like Tyreek Evans in this game against the Lakers guards who have been getting it done offensively, but defensively not so much. I, I mean, Jeremy Lin's supposed to play. You could consider him. You could consider Clarkson, who's been just an absolute monster recently. But the one with the best matchup, and I actually think I prefer Clarkson over using him, but someone you could use if you wanted to punt is Wes Johnson coming off a good game. New Orleans is susceptible to a small forward. You know, with the new rotation the Lakers are going with, they're kind of committing to Wes Johnson playing some bigger minutes. So I, I like him. I think he could have a nice game. He he. he Gives you the assists, the rebounds, the steals, the blocks, so he can kind of get you some sneaky fantasy points. He might be worth using for little to no salary tomorrow. And that's the wrap on the games. And without further ado, we welcome in from ESPN.com, Skip Bayless from First Take. Skip, how you doing? Oh, guess what? It's April 1st, April Fool's Day. There is no Skip Bayless. <laughs> He's not hanging out with us on this podcast. If you've waited this long for Skip Bayless, what can I say? We'll talk to you next year. Ricky, do you are you a guy that's a Skip Bayless, I mean, a Skip Bayless, an April Fool's guy? Oh, I can't believe I fell for that one. You know, I'm looking at my phone right now going, oh, my God, how did I not know that one? I'm on a podcast with Tony Cicada, who isn't exactly the world's most serious guy in the world. I figured I'd have seen tweets, and I uh, – I got it. I got got. Let's put it that way. Now, are you a guy that likes to pull off April Fool's Day jokes? 
<laughs> I've been known to do them before. I mean, when I was in my fraternity days, those were those were the best when we pulled actual pranks. But since those days, I've kind of eased off on them. I say, you know what? It's so crazy because you got to be careful these days and make sure you, you know, someone doesn't get shot or or you get arrested. But uh, one of the things that we used to like to do is uh, uh, get people with the fire extinguisher during the high school days. Um, that was always a big one. Nowadays, you probably go to jail. <laughs> well, what we did, and it, trust me, it wasn't me who was the one who was the architect on this, but when one of our friends walked into his room, a bag of flour dropped all over him, all over his room, and we didn't help him clean him up. But uh, he got us back later, so we, we regretted it. But that was my one memorable April Fool's joke. You know, the craziest thing that ever happened to me is, and not the craziest, but it's the one that comes to my mind, is that uh, I, I went to school, and I used to be late a lot for school, so I never really got in trouble, but I would be late. And the next time I was late, I was going to get indoor suspension. And yeah. what happened was I get to school, and I'm walking in, and all of a sudden from the third floor, an egg hits me off the top of the head. <laughs> and I got I got egged by my friend who I squirted with a fire extinguisher the day before. So I, I go home, I take a shower and everything, and about the fourth period, uh, the principal comes in and says, Tony, you were late. You got to, you know, that was it. You got to go to indoor suspension. I said, well, I have a logical excuse, but you'll never believe me. <laughs> and the principal asked me, well, Tony, what was it? I said, I came to school. I was on time. I took the bus, and an egg hit me from the top of the head as I was walking into the school. And he goes, all right, wise guy, let's go out see and see if we can find these eggshells. So I walked the principal out there, and we showed him the eggshells. And he looked at me and he goes, now I guess you're going to tell me you don't know who did it. And I said, no, nope, no idea. And I didn't get into a suspension. <laughs> look at you talking your way out of it. If I ever there need a lawyer, go. I know who to look to. There we go. So Skip Bayless won't be with us, but happy April Fool Day from the Daily Roto guys. Guys, we'll be back, of course, with Victive.com on the podcast tomorrow to talk about Daily Fantasy Baseball and the scoring changes over at Victive. Great, great job. Ricky, what about the article tomorrow? What's going on over at Daily Roto? Well, I'm doing a picks article tomorrow. You heard about some of the plays from it, but there will be some more. Uh, we didn't mention Chris Paul. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about DeMar DeRozan, but they're, the guys I like tomorrow kind of match up plays, mixed with pace, but I think I think most of them should produce tomorrow night. There we go. Make sure you check out Ricky's article at DailyRoto.com. Pat Mayo's golf picks for the week. And, of course, get ready for Daily Fantasy Baseball with the Pat Mayo and none other than Drew Dinkmeyer. Drew Dinkmeyer and Mike Leone will both be joining the podcast next week. So, guys, get all fired up. Get excited about what's going on at Daily Roto. We're out of here.